You're listening to The Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Charity Craig. I have had a messy life, but through the mess, I've discovered how to live an abundant life. Now, it's my turn to help you overcome your fears and discover your dreams. I'm going to challenge the way you think about yourself, others, and God. Life is way too short not to live abundantly. Are you ready? Let's pursue an abundant life. Okay, guys, I'm going to tackle one big mountain of a topic today, and I'm probably biting off more than I can chew, but I don't care because I believe this is vital to everything I talk about. It's literally the foundation of our very existence. And I actually wrote a blog post about this a few years ago, so I'll include the link to that in the show notes. The question that I am presenting today is this monumentous question, who is God? You know, theologians and philosophers have actually lost their minds trying to figure out this enigma. You know, you don't have to read one scripture to know that there's something greater than us at work here. Like there's something much bigger going on. It can't just be us out here. But what is it, right? Like what is this thing that I can't see but I can feel? So growing up as a Christian, we were taught who God is, and we defined him as things like a loving father and a faithful friend. But the thing is, is my definition of a loving father will probably look entirely different than your definition, right? So like my version of a loving father may be more of one who comes down hard on you and constantly critical for you to do better and be better and a nice wallop on the hiney to set you straight. And your version might be more of a passive and detached father, right? And so there's basically as many definitions of a loving father as there are people. And I think this is why so many of us struggle to trust God, because we're really not sure if our version is the right one or not. And we kind of have this sense that maybe I might be getting this wrong. And that's terrifying because... We also have this understanding that if we get it wrong, that could possibly mean an, an ultimate death. So you live in this holy tear working so hard just to get it right. But then there comes along a moment, and I believe this moment happens in every single one of our lives. It's a moment that shatters your world that you're living in. And it's this moment that comes and it changes the trajectory of your life. It could be a tragic death of someone you love or a critical illness, or it could just be the ultimate betrayal of your love. And mine did come in the form of betrayal with my husband Matt's affair. And it was one of those moments that you'd done everything you had known to do that was right and good and it still wasn't good enough and in that moment you don't have a theology for that right like everything I knew and believed about God began to crumble around me I began to question everything like what is true I don't even know what's true anymore and I believe when you're in that wounded beyond recognition place that you sort of think you know what 
nothing can be worse than this hell I'm living in right now, right? Like, I'm going to go ahead and take my chances on this one. And I came to that place in my life that I was ready to work out my own salvation with fear and trembling. I was ready to admit my biggest fear that I'd kept inside all along. And I began to whisper into the night, I don't understand you. And I'm tired of pretending like I do. So I dove headfirst into this infinite enigma and I began to pound away at my belief that I had about God. And the more I tried to define the infinite, the more I could not define him. And the more questions I asked only led to more questions. And it was like the more I discovered, the more I realized how much I didn't know. So the best way that I can like describe this is would be like a little t- glass of water sitting on the shore of the ocean and that little glass of water standing up and saying to the ocean, I understand you. This is who you are. Now, the water inside of the glass is the same fluid that's out in the ocean. That's because the ocean is inside of the glass and the glass actually displays, you know, some of the same properties. It moves in the same way. It reflects the same image. But here's the deal. It was the ocean that defined the little glass of water, not the other way around. And that's the same for me. I'm not the one who can define the infinite. I can't be so arrogant as to believe such a thing. It's the infinite who defines me, changes me, engulfs me. He is who he is, powerful and strong, and he's confident in who he is. Whatever is, is. I'm just a piece of the infinite, and he's the one who calls me by name and tells me, I understand you. And that's when he began to define me with love. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. That's it. It's from this foundation that I began to build my life. Everything else was up for trial. The more I began to let go of my grip on needing to know, the more I sunk into the depths of this strange place of knowing and unknowing. And I felt safe there. It's kind of like this dynamic that plays out between humanity and God is kind of the same dynamic as a family unit. So back in 2014, I gave my kids this little questionnaire asking them to answer some questions about their daddy. Uh, Let's see, Karis is our oldest. She was about 10 and Christian, he's our youngest, was just turned four. So I have four kids, 10, and then it kind of stared step down to four. Um, They were so excited about it. Uh, They took the activity very serious and Karis even wrote her answers in rainbow. The first question that I asked was, what's daddy's name? And Christian, at four years old, simply said, I don't know. And then he proceeded to tell me that his daddy is 10 years old, as big as a ninja turtle, and has purple eyes. But when I asked him what his favorite thing to do with daddy, he answered, hug and kiss. He loves his daddy because he knows his daddy loves him. You see, not one of my children's answers defined Matt. Matt is confident in who he is. 
So his children's perception of him doesn't even move him. Matt wasn't hurt or angry when he read that Karis thinks he's as big as a refrigerator. He was, he's not stunned to find out that his children don't agree what his favorite color is. But rather, it's Matt who defines our children. Matt is the one who wraps his arms around them and says, I love you, no matter who you think I am. It's in this love that they feel complete. So just like my kids, you may think God's eyes are purple or that he's only 10 years old and you may not even know his name. But one thing I do know, God is love. So I actually began to replace the word God with the word love because I needed to reframe who I perceived him to be. So anytime I would talk about God, I would just simply use the word love. But this also led me up to the door, a new door of a new question. It seems like the more, you know, questions you ask and the more things you find out, it leads to more questions and more discovery. That's because I believe the infinite God is not someone to define, it's someone to explore. The infinite, there is no end. There is good, there's never going to be an end to knowing God. It's just going to be a forever journey of exploration. So this next door that I came to was now this leads me to say, well, what is love, right? And we live in a world that has like a bajillion different definitions of love, right? Love is about as much of an enigma as God is. It's like from one person to the next, love has a completely different meaning. And there are even those that have super dark and twisted definitions of love. Like how many times have you heard of like a husband beating the crap out of his wife only to say it's because he loves her? We know that's a little sick and twisted version of love. So I began to hammer it out even more. What is the definition of love? The scriptures came to the rescue. So the scriptures literally say that love is patient. Love is kind. It isn't rude. It protects. It hopes. It trusts. So it was this all-encompassing definition of love that really began to give me a little bit clearer understanding and perspective of God. And so now at any given point, if there's this question of, is this God, right? Like, I feel like that's our number one question as Christians. We stand there, we're like, is this God? Is this the will of God? Where is God in all of this? Or God, are you there? It became very clear for me to navigate my thoughts and decisions in life. Because anytime I came to the threshold of questioning, is this God? I now could simply ask myself, is this rooted in love? And it became very easy to figure it out. And if it was rooted in love, yay, it's God. I could move forward. I could proceed with it. I could be in peace and rest to know that this decision I'm making, it it's rooted in love. And if it isn't, well, here, well, let's just take this a one step further. If we find out our answer's no, well, what is that? Like, what is that then? Let's just pull out the old scripture. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment and the one who fears is not made perfect in love. There it is. That big old nasty word, fear, that we all live with. But there's nothing to fear about fear is <laughs> because love is the light and fear is simply the shadow places that are not in the light to the light of God. And so to live in the shadows and fear, it's going to rob you of this abundant life that Jesus has promised you. And so what is the antidote of fear? Love. Dive headfirst into the infinite sea of love. 
You're safe there. Okay, so here's my challenge to you. The next time you're afraid and you can't seem to find God, don't panic. Simply reframe your thoughts and ask, where is love in this? Find love and there you will find God and you can rest in that. So here's the recap. We do not define God. God defines us and he defines us with love because God is love and whoever lives in love lives in God and vice versa. No love, you know God. Love is defined as patient, kind, polite. It's these things that we define love. Fear is the void of love and will prevent you from living your abundant life. Add more light of love to dispel the darkness of fear. So I'd love to hear what you think about today's episode. You can find me over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Charity L. Craig on all those accounts. Come on over and tell me what you think about this episode. I'd love to chat with you and hear from you. But until then, keep pursuing an abundant life in love. <laughs>